Welcome, everyone, to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan Podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show filled with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host, James. James here, coming to you with episode number 48 of the Inside Japan podcast, brought to you by JobsInJapan.com and Patreon supporters out there. How are you guys doing out there? Good episode this week with Jason from DigiKnow, episode number 48. I just realized, you know, we made the switch to Inside Japan podcast 48 episodes ago, obviously. It was the ALT Insider podcast for two years previous, if anyone didn't know that. So if you combine 161 plus 48, we missed the 200 episode special we could have had, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to wait till we get 100 episodes of Inside Japan, then we'll do the awesome 100 episode celebration, something something cool. We got something cool for these, these milestones of 100 episodes. But anyways, this week, we got someone that, hey, for the first time in a while, someone that does not work in Japan. However, they have information that is very important for people that are working in Japan or maybe want to work in Japan in the future because he offers another, another avenue that you can take uh, in terms of maybe a way to get extra money, maybe a way to get, fill out your resume a little bit. Maybe wait to see if teaching is for you. And I think that's really cool. And, uh, you know, it's something that I've never t- covered on the show. And I think it needs to be covered because it is a huge thing that there's a, thousands of people doing it right now. So we got to cover it. And that is online teaching, my friend. So I'm not going to spoil anything like I always do every single time. I spoil what the episode's going to say, tell you. But this week, we're going to jump right in. Jason from digino.org. Take it away. Enjoy. All right, guys, very special guest. His name is Jason, and he's got some interesting stuff to share with you today. How are you doing tonight, Jason? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. This is definitely the third summer time we started this episode, so we're trying to be natural here. But Jason, <laughs> it's nice to have you in here today. Uh, so first of all, let's go through kind of what kind of what, what do you want to share with us today? What's kind of your story you want to share with us today for the listeners out there today of the Inside Japan podcast? Well, yeah, so um, I did an application uh, for the JET program a couple of years ago, and uh, during that application, I was listening to this podcast like every day religiously, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> it just, I just wanted to give like a sort of different angle to people uh, because like the spoiler is I never actually went on the jet program, mm-hmm. but it, what I want to display to people is like um, the different angle you can take if you if you don't go on it or. Um, something you can do after, afterwards, after you finish the program, and just everything I learned along the way. Because even though I didn't do it, the JET program was a big step in my my career. It's an interesting way to look at things. And, you know, I got a lot of people on here that passed on the JET program, but not so many that didn't and chose to do something else and were successful at that. So mm. uh, so first, let's go through the application, right? So how far did you get in the application process, I guess? I got to know. So I, I got to the interview. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, they say if you get to the interview and you don't get it, you did something wrong. Mm. Would you agree with that statement or not? Um, I would agree with it because uh, I had actually decided not to go on it before my interview. But but I did oh. the interview anyway because I'd come so far and I thought I'd have a change of heart halfway through. Okay. Um, if I would have gone in there with the um, with the mentality of like, oh, I really want this, I think, yeah, I would I would have got it. But I know I wasn't wholeheartedly in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess that then goes to the decision of 
got to the interview, which is something very hard. A lot of people want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not well, more people want to do that than get to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why'd you make the decision though not to, to, to kind of not to go on the jet program at the end there? So uh, I have to I have to backtrack a little bit and go through the okay. actual story. Um, so I, I I finished university and couldn't get a job for the life of me. Um, you know, I, I, I did everything possible there was to try and make myself employable. Um, and I went on like countless interviews, but I was just getting so many rejections and I, I just didn't know why. Um, and then I finally discovered uh, the JET program. And, you know, I, uh, my, my degree was in English and my summer job uh, during my degree was teaching English to French students in a classroom. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. And of course, I was already like a massive fan of Japan, um, you know, from like anime as a kid and everything. And I actually wrote a, uh, a novel for my, uh, my final piece in university based off of like Japan and manga and stuff. Okay. And so I was like, okay, this, this feels like it's right for me. Um, so I, I was completely like hopeless because of my job search, but the JET program, it gave me something to reach for. And I, I set out to do the best application possible. Um, so that's when I, I listened to your podcast and it's completely opened my mind. And I even like, I, I sent you an email asking uh, if you could look over my uh, statement of purpose. And uh, mm. yeah, that's how we got like talking all that time ago. Um, and I interviewed people like, like friends of friends that were currently on the JET program and, you know, I just put so much work into it. And it came to a point because when you send off uh, your application, it's like around October, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, then you have this like long wait because um, you won't be going until summer the next year. And you, you won't hear about your interview till around like, what was it like end of January, around February? Yep. It takes a long time. Yeah. So, you know, during this time, uh, I remember you said on one episode of your podcast, like, you know, you need to save up some money for the jet program for if you actually get there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get like a little job at like McDonald's or something in the meantime. So, you know, I, I set out to get like a job that I didn't really care about. Uh, so that when it came to the time of the jet program months in advance, you know, I could happily leave this job and I've saved up enough money. Yeah. Smart idea. Yeah. So what I ended up doing. Uh, was actually getting like a really good job. <laughs> That's the mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was like too good of an opportunity to turn down. And, you know, because it's such a long way, that's why I wanted to say to people is like, because it's such a long time, your your feelings and opinions of the JET program can change over that time. Because you have like the sort of rush of getting your application in. Mm-hmm. But then it's the long wait with nothing. And, you know, your mind might change. Mm. Um, so, so when it came to this point, I was in this job, um, you know, I wasn't technically really enjoying it, but I knew it was a good opportunity. Uh, and also along the way, I was still looking up like YouTube videos, like vlogs of people's experience in there. And, you know, it, I, I, I wasn't totally sure that I was ready for the sort of seclusion of the rural area. Okay. So there's all these things that, you know, I had to consider. I was like am I gonna you know give up a job that I worked so hard to get and you know you know maybe not end up enjoying being in a rural area yeah so it's all these things that you've got to think about really yeah 
And it's, that's a good point. Like, you know, the, you are a different person. You can turn into, you know, especially if you're right out of college, you know, you try the yeah. program, you're so high hell on it, and then you do everything. It takes a long time to do everything. So some things might change, right? Yeah. And even, I think, though, the smart thing you did is you didn't kind of just sit there in your, you know, in your bedroom playing video games until it was your time to go to Japan. Like it would have been if you got the, if you definitely got accepted, right? You did, yeah. you did other things, you got a job, and then it just turned out that job was, was good. So, yeah. Well, so at this point, I, I realized in my head, like after the interview, um, I realized in my head as like, okay, I'm not going to pursue that for now. Maybe I'll just go traveling around Japan um, instead. And but then I, I I felt bad because I was like, oh wow, I put so much effort into this application. Um, you know, there's so much effort that I could like write a book about it. So that's what I did. I was I was thinking, okay, well I'm not going to. This isn't going to go to waste. I'm going to put everything I learned uh, from all the people I interviewed, all the resources I found, like your podcast and YouTube and everything, all into one guide. And then I, I published that on Amazon. Okay. And, you know, it, you know, I wanted to help people, but also in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, this might be a nice little, you know, money earner as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'd, al- I'd already published my novel on Amazon and stuff, and I was just getting into the world of, like, online income. Um, so I thought, okay, well... Like, I'll try this out. And I probably sold about three copies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, and I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, I didn't even worry about that. Um, and so I was like, I'll unpublish it from Amazon and I'll just give it away for free. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is when I started making, making websites uh, because in my actual job at the time, I was quite unfulfilled. Uh, I didn't enjoy like, you know, working in an office and I, I wanted to go self-employed. Okay. So this is when I started like making websites, making a blog and I left the job because I discovered online teaching. Okay. And this is a crucial element that I wanted to talk about to like the, you know, the jet hopefuls and the, the jet people. Um, have you heard of online teaching before? James? Oh yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of websites out there now that you can do uh, teach people around the world at various rates and stuff. Um, yeah, a yeah. Stuff, a lot of ways websites out there. What was your situation like? I started doing it, and no, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I I loved like the flexibility of online income, and you know, just like earning this money from home. Um, and so you know, I I left this job. I wasn't very very happy with. And in my mind, I was thinking, it's like, okay, with this like online teaching thing, I can experience Japan anyway, and you know, still still earn money, and I wouldn't like be forced into a situation where I was like, oh, I don't enjoy enjoy this rural area. Yeah, you know, I could just move on. So just as people know the situation, what it actually is. So it, it stop me if it's different from you, but you do Skype lessons, kind of. Mm. it's kind of like private lessons. You do it through a company, but it's still kind of like private lessons, right? And uh, they can be forever over the world. Can you choose like the students you have? Like I want students from Japan or whatever, or how did you do it? Well, so it depends on the company. There's like uh, Japanese companies where you have Japanese students. Um, I I started with like a Chinese company. Okay. And so you teach Chinese students and they have their own like video platform. So it's like a scheduling platform. And like the lesson plan is on the screen as well. Oh, is the video chat. Um, and it depends on the company, but they give you the students, they fill up your schedule for you. Hmm. And yeah, it's just a weekly thing. You have set hours each week. You can do it with kids and with adults, depending on the, on the company. 
Okay. And so I, I, I set up my uh, a website just blogging about it, and you know just writing about it. And this sort of gained like steam after a while, because like the really interesting thing about online teaching is they if you refer a new teacher, like refer a friend to be a teacher, then you get a referral fee. And I started putting my referral link into my website articles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything would come of it. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, the website started getting a lot of traffic. And more and more people started hearing about this online teaching thing. Did you know that org is a website where he got, he websites talk about for reference. And what, what, the one thing about this teaching online teaching jobs is there's some, you know, a lot of good points. Uh, the negative, though, is is the the stereotypical negative people think about it is the low pay, right? It's lower pay than a you know, mm. in a present in a, a job where you're a physical. I want to say physical job. That's not the right word, but in person job. Uh, is that true though? Is that do you have to work more to kind of make up for the lower per hour rate of a normal teaching job, or what is it like for you? So um, it depends on the company, uh, but you can get let's let's work in dollars. Yeah, you can get ranging from around like fifteen to twenty two dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's not too crazily yeah. lower than what you get in real life these days in, in Japan, uh, sadly. But you get a lot of other extra benefits yeah. in your job for because you're so much you have so much flexibility. And if you get enough referrals, you know, that's another income stream, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, so that's how it worked out. Well, exactly, exactly. And there's there's loads of different bonuses you can get within the job. But my 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 point is with uh, like the Jet program. Had I uh, started. Uh, to do this job, you know, when I mentioned like, oh, you know, get a job at like McDonald's or whatever, had I had I chosen like to go through the online teaching route, uh, that would have like helped me get my mind primed for te- teaching on the Jet program, mm-hmm. and of course you get like a, a six month contract with some companies, so you know from the point of doing your application uh, for the Jet program in, like October, you could apply for this online teaching job. And then do your six month contract until it's, you know, you've earned the money then part time and you've still been practicing teaching and everything, getting in gear for jet. And so by the time that you know whether you're going or not, you know, you, you've you've done your job then you've saved your money for jet. And yeah, you've got more teaching experience. Ah, you said it's like a perfect bridge, right? To from the kind of application. Yeah, time to yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's smart. That's smart. I never heard of that, that idea before. That's smart. Um, in terms of like the, the lessons themselves, because I, I know it's different in every company, I'm sure. Uh, is it yeah. just do what they say, or do you have to? Is there do you have to? Is like here's what you do this today, and this is here's the lesson you're going to do, or do you have to plan stuff yourself? Is there any work outside of the hour you're working, or whatever? Oh, so yeah, there's no, there's really no preparation. Oh, that sounds. I mean, that's good. Um, <laughs> really, because like yeah, you literally just go in and you have the, you have the lesson plan there on the screen. Sometimes it's like a book uh, that you read through of them. Or if they've got like a high English ability, then you basically just just talk to them, okay. ask questions and stuff. Um, so you know when when my website started getting uh, like a little bit more popular is when I started uh, introducing my lesson plans uh, because I was teaching so much, you know, I was teaching nonstop, and I I was starting to get really burnt out, and in in classroom teaching, I know what I would do when I was starting to get really burnt out is play games. And in the actual online teaching, the only real games they suggest to you is like, okay, you can play tic-tac-toe or something. Yeah. And I was 
teaching so much, my students were getting bored of tic-tac-toe. So I was like, I have to come up with these like new games. And you're quite limited, really, because it's just video chat. Yeah. And you have like a whiteboard you can both draw on digitally. But I was like, oh, how can I make this just more fun? Now, there's a software called ManyCam. Uh, this, so this is like a visual effects webcam software. Okay. And you could integrate this in with online teaching. And you think, think of it like sort of Snapchat filters and stuff. Okay, cool. So what I was doing, I started making all these different kinds of games using this ManyCam software, which I would then write on my blog and share to people how to do it. And it, it would be things like, uh, you know, like Pokemon battles and things like that. And like Mario jump games and stuff. Oh, cool. So it's really just a way to make your classes more interesting. Yeah, because you, you, if the company I was with, um, you, you have regular students that you see weekly. So obviously, if I was playing the same game every time, uh, they would just get bored. Mm. And it, it just became like this really easy way to just keep the classes fresh. And the, the big thing um, about online teaching and teaching in general, really, is making it fun for the for the student. Yeah. And that's what I always said to people is like, if the students are like having fun, uh, you really don't have to put much of your energy into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know you you'll be having fun they'll be having fun and it will just flow so much easier yeah that goes for any class as well too in person and not person in person like you know the more fun the students are having the more fun you're having the faster the time goes yeah. <laughs> it's just how it goes so like um so, absolutely yeah so you you may have this, have this website the website started going well um you're still doing the online teaching thing mm-hmm. um so i guess yeah. now that you've been doing it for a while i assume is this like is this something uh, you think is an avenue for people to look for uh, in, in general? Like you think like, okay, well, if you're interested in li- working in what, it, what most people listening to this show are about Japan, right? So do you think people could should do this job and then maybe if they have a visa somehow live in Japan doing this? Or should people do this on the side, you think? I mean, who is this right for? Everybody? This kind of online teaching? Yeah, I think that's because it's such a growing thing at the moment. That's the big question people are asking is like, can it be like a, a career? Yeah. A full-time job and like i'm always trying to be honest to people I, I, at the moment i'm going to say no okay because um it it's something like where you'd have to do a lot of a lot of hours uh to like sort of make a full-time income and especially if you're living in like quite you know expensive places like london or whatever um because when i started doing it i was i was doing it in the uk and i was living in a flat on my own um and I was working so many hours just to pay rent. Okay. And yeah, so that's when I I, I started living in a hostel instead. Okay. And I, I I just wanted to experiment with it, like how good it was for like traveling and stuff. So I started living in a hostel as like a cleaner, and the cleaning would pay for my bed for the night, and the online teaching would pay for my food and my lifestyle. That's what I thought. And then I started discovering that um, it's, it's very difficult to do it whilst traveling. It's not something you can just do in like a coffee shop, uh, you know, open it up. Because, you know, you're going to disturb other people. Sometimes it would be quite loud. You've got puppets and things like that. Uh, okay, um, yeah, so you're in like... I'm always, yeah, I get I'm, I'm always using my ukulele and singing and stuff. So you don't really... Some people do do it. But me personally, I never suggest it because... I. I think the the best way to do it is to get your nice, quiet spot and get it done. You're doing it for like three hours a day. 
if you're doing it part time, then, you know, the, the rest of the day is yours then. Mm-hmm. But I, I always think of it as like if you're building up something like you're doing a side business or whatever, it's a great thing to like get some extra income with or a, a transitional thing like uh, like what I said with the jet program. Um, if you if you've just come out of university and you can't find a job, this is a great thing to do to keep your spirits up whilst you're job hunting, maybe for your graduate job, um, just to keep the money flowing and just, to, you know, to feel like you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And especially for people like coming out of the jet program as well, where they don't really know what to do. Like you've moved away from Japan or you've stayed in Japan and you're sort of, it's a transitional thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. So this, this fits me perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about, how about the interview process and stuff like that? Do Is it, I mean, your experience, I'm sure you talk to a lot of people because your website, but is it easy? Mm. Quotation marks to get a job at these places, or is it? You know, I know it's not the jet program, but is it? How easy is it? Do they hire anyone that's native speaker, or do they? Is there more work you have to in the interview and stuff? Uh, so yeah, it, like for all the different companies, uh, there's degrees of like different requirements and stuff. Um, some companies require you to just have an American accent mm. and things like that, but other companies are a lot more open. Um, so like if you're if you're like a South African. Uh, but you, you speak native English, uh, as long as you don't have like a heavy accent, you can get the job. Okay. Uh, so in the actual like process of it, uh, you have things like uh, demo classes. So I, I actually used to uh, give the interviews for online teaching. Okay. And the way it works, the way it works is, yeah, I, I give a sort of like mentoring session, I teach you everything. And then I actually pretend to be a kid and you teach a class to me. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just sort of like monitor what you did well, what you did and stuff. And then you move on to the actual kit. Cool, cool. So uh, that means, and yeah, it, it's done that way. You must have been good. Some of you will notice you must be good at your job to get that job, right? You'd think. Yeah, so I, so what it was is because I, um, I started making like articles and YouTube videos about it for the company. Okay. Because I said to him before, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a writer. I got friendly with uh, one of the, the higher up staff uh, on the Facebook group. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm a writer. And, you know, I make YouTube videos. So, you know, if you ever need any, anything. So they took me up on that. And I started, I started making some. And because I was sharing these articles and videos in the Facebook group, uh, they noticed that I was just like helping a lot of like the new, the new people. So, yeah, I think that's when they offered me like, yeah, that, that role. Oh, cool. That shows how, you know, I don't know, I'm sure how much they paid you for the extra stuff, or if they did at all, but it shows that if you really, you know, put the extra work in, you can get up higher for the company with a better, at least better standing at the company if you show you have a, share your extra skills, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it's the same as before with, uh, with the JET program. Because I was, like, uh, struggling so hard to get a job, uh, I put my all into that application because it was the only thing I had. Yeah. I had no, no other avenue that I was exploring. I'd been rejected from everything. And I was like, okay, this one I'm going to do. And it's the same with uh, the online teaching. I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in on this. Um, and I think that's such I think, like, success does come from like hard work. Yeah. And if you really apply yourself and go all in on it, then you will, you will achieve. And that's exactly what went wrong with the JET program. It's like I got to the interview stage and that same passion that I had for the application stage, 
that was gone by the interview stage. Mm. So, you know, that's why I wanted to come in and like, think about ways where you could keep that passion or alternatives if the passion has gone for you. Yeah, I think it's good, definitely good stuff you shared today. And uh, I want to know about if, you, let's say you had to go through this process again, you know, like you, you could start being an online teacher again. Uh, what's something you wish you knew back then or made it easier for you? Is there, is there anything like that? That like, you know, you had to, you had trouble learning, you had to learn through failure yourself that maybe if someone wants to think about this, it'd be cool if they knew it before they started or anything. Yeah, well, it's a good question because I, uh, I actually wrote another ebook, which was uh, 101 Things I Wish I Knew <laughs> okay, about Online Teaching. Um, I, it's given away for free on Diginel uh, as an article now. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so I think the biggest thing, this is what I say to everyone is like, just relax, like chill out, don't worry. Uh, when I first started, it was so like nerve wracking um, because you're just there and like you're like you feel like everyone's watching you. You're on camera. Um, you've got this student in front of you, just one on one, and you know you, you get really anxious and really tense because you like you want to do a good job, but it's just such a, a weird scenario at first, and that anxiety. Uh, made the student anxious and they didn't feel comfortable to interact oh, okay and it, it it was the it was the moment when i started just like chilling out and having fun and like hey let's play a game started making a fool of myself with the ukulele and all the puppets and stuff <laughs> that was like that was the moment where i was you know the, the students started opening up uh we started getting some like in jokes that we repeated weekly so we got to the point where all i had to do was just say a word or make a face and they would laugh and that's when i started like preaching this slogan of like get them laughing get them talking cool, cool. and that's like sort of like the foundation of online teaching for me anyway that's what i say there's one for you and i think this kind of skill goes to all kind of teaching right out there uh what do you because i want to hear yeah, from you yeah. your opinion what do you what do you do when a student is kind of just not talkative, right? They're not very talkative. It's in my layman knowledge, I would seem like people that do online teaching might already be more open to talking, I guess, because online teaching you have to be. But I'm sure it happens anyway. Uh, you have yeah. students that don't want to talk. Yeah. What's your strategy there? What, what kind of can you share with us? What do you do to get them going? Yeah, yeah. So um, what I always said to people is like, you've got to imagine you're a children's TV presenter, and you know. If something happens in the live production, you've got to keep the show moving. You can't freeze up. Yeah. Uh, so, I would just like if if you're if you're trying something like you're asking them like these questions like oh, what's your favorite animal and they're not responding to you, try something else straight away. Like uh, a lot of a lot of people just like really try to get them to respond on one thing. Uh, so that's why I always had like an endless supply of things like the many cam games or my ukulele or whatever, uh, just to constantly keep trying and keep trying. And eventually <clears throat> something might happen. Um, but that's all you can do. Uh, you're not, you're not in control of like how they feel that day or how they're going to react to something. So as long as you just keep calm and keep trying, something might make them crack a smile. And as soon as you make them crack a smile, you're like, aha, I can, I can make you laugh now. There's potential. <laughs> okay. So do you, and you, I guess because for you, the ukulele, it's just that game you do, you do uh, the game thing you do. Mm. Uh, so you, you kind of recommend people have some kind of accoutrement with them, <laughs> accessories to kind of get the conversation going if they don't, you know, can't get it freely w talking easily. Yeah, I mean, if if you don't have anything around you, uh, you're going to make your life ten times harder. <laughs> Interesting. 
because because if you come into class and all you've got prepared is like, right, I'm going to ask them some questions, and then they don't they don't respond to those questions or they don't have a high English ability, then you're going to be like, uh, 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 you know, it's anything that you have. Like, you know, I, I was having a banana after my classes, so I picked up the banana and started using it as a phone. Um, <laughs> And it's, it's just one big game of word association, really. Banana leads to monkey. You do a monkey impression or you've got a monkey puppet leads to like some kind of animal themed game. Yeah, it's just being kind to yourself mm. and knowing that you've got these things in store. That's cool. And yeah, you'll be sorted. And that's cool. And I see like uh, even on your new website here, you have like, uh, you know, even you have like every single thing you might need for uh, online teaching, it seems like you have every single thing you might think about you have to need to have to be online teacher. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, definitely go there if you're interested in this yeah. kind of stuff. So, so how about a lot of people that were here listening to the show are working in Japan already. Uh, is it possible for them to, let's say, work the JET program for daytime? Then, of course, mm. not by they wouldn't tell the JET program they're doing this, but it's okay. Uh, they would do this as a part-time thing. Is it possible, like, other weekends I want to do, let's say, five classes or whatever just to get a few extra bucks? Is that possible in most places like this? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Obviously, like Jet Program doesn't want you, yeah, working. You gotta keep a secret, of course, you know, in the down low. But you know, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I officially do not recommend it. Yeah, thank but you. yeah, thank of you. course, like, <laughs> like, you can do it. You can, you can do this job on the on the weekend. Okay. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Because of like time time difference as well and stuff. Classes run. Obviously, it's like Beijing time. So Beijing times like, uh, uh, what is it? Six till nine. Okay. Uh, is the like the peak time for classes? I guess to kind of th- you know because you obviously found your way. Just a quick recap here for those that mm-hmm. that, that fast forwarded to the middle or so. Um, uh, you <laughs> want to try the jet program? You you had a great application. Worked your worked your worked your ass off there to have a good application. You did have a good application. It sounded like you had a good background. I, don't, I never saw your application, obviously, but until yeah, I saw your SOP. But uh, you had great. Mm-hmm you know things around about you already put in your resume for the eject program so uh it, it, you probably were i could have guessed you're probably gonna get an interview and you did uh but in the meantime <laughs> before you got the results you said hey i want to get i gotta get some money right gotta save money for the jet program jet program's expensive guys mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. uh so then you mm-hmm. found this job the other job and it was like hey this is pretty cool mm-hmm. not so much in the jet program anymore you still did the interview didn't go well your heart wasn't in it uh but then mm-hmm. you stumbled upon online teaching right online teaching kind of you found mm. new life there right you put all your energy into that yeah and then you made a website mm. as well and other websites but mainly this did you know org org did you know dot org mm. and uh, yeah that's what you're doing now so from now though what's the from this starting mm. line of of two of you know april 10 11 2019 mm. what did things look like for jason though what are you going to do you're going to keep pushing this stuff and uh, keep online teaching as much as you can or what's going to happen from here so well online teaching now um as the website's grown, I've, I've done it less and less. Um, I do it about, about four hours a week now. Okay. And because like uh, running Digino takes up a lot of my time. Because I, I sort of partnered with each of these companies. So, uh, you know, I, I'm always working hard to find which is like the actual, the, the best companies uh, for people to work at. And, you know, finding methods for people to do it mm-hmm. and just growing growing the site and i've also like give made digino sort of a platform for other teachers um where they can they can write about their company and like methods that they use and then in exchange they can put their referral link in the articles 
So if new people want to apply for the job, they might earn by writing these articles. So I'm just, I've just sort of like turned it into a hub for online teaching. I call it the home of online teaching now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've always just, I've always just like loved online income and the elements of like passive income. So, cause it allows me to like earn money whilst I explore other things I want to do. Like, you know, I really want to travel around Japan. So I want to make that happen. Uh, you know, I, I love music and everything. So it, yeah, that's what I thought about online income and online teaching is it doesn't take up too much of your day and allows you to pursue something else on the side as well. Cool, cool. And that's cool. You get to make a habit. I guess people out there are saying, okay, passive income. Yeah, that's cool. Make a website that's passive income. That's cool. Mm. But that takes time, right? So how long did it take you uh, to make this website the real, you know, thing? Uh, how long was that from the process, do you think? It... It probably took me about a year. Okay, well, that's fast. That's um, really fast. But, yeah. No, but I, I was doing like online income with like my Amazon books and stuff for like a couple years before. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, I, I failed a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I failed yeah. so much. I, I, I wasted a lot of money. But it, was all, it wasn't a waste because it was the university of life. Yeah. And I was paying for my degree that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it took, it took me about a year. This whole online teaching thing. Uh, it was a great idea, this referral thing of like, oh, yeah, if I make a blog and I put my referral link in there, it was like thousands of people click on it and get the job, I get money. Mm. But I didn't make I didn't make anything for like a year. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I re- realistically, I should have just stopped writing articles. But I I got to a point where I was I was in like flat. I had nothing else going on. I was like, oh, I've put, I've put my everything into this. I'm not going to stop now. And I, I was getting messages from people like saying, oh, thank you so much. You've made my classes so much easier. Or thank you for helping me find this job. And so I, I was like, I get, I'm, I'm just going to help people. It's not about the money. Uh, I'm going to keep on helping people. That's cool. And then eventually, eventually the money, the money came. Um, and and I, I still just try and keep on helping people. And now what I do is um, a percentage of the money the website makes. I donate to uh, charities for building schools in Africa. Oh, cool. So, it's, it's like, so keep it all in the education, like yeah, get people teaching jobs, get students teachers, and get schools for students. Cool. I guess that's, I mean, that goes to show the power of finding a, a niche online that uh, obviously wasn't being filled, at least effectively. Uh, yeah. That's, what you, that's the hard yeah. part, right? Make, the hard part of making money online is finding the thing that, that isn't being done right now or doing something that's already done much better, which is even harder. So that's the kind of the two ways yeah. to kind of make online money is, is there for sure. But, um, uh, last two, last two more questions here before we finish up here. I want to know, uh, in mm-hmm. Japan, as you may have heard, um, the teaching situations, the teaching jobs are getting the, the teaching conditions in terms of compensation mm-hmm. have been going down over the mm-hmm. last few years. It's getting worse and mm-hmm. worse and worse mm-hmm. as the years go. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so how about online teaching? Uh, is I'm, I'm I'm guessing there's no chance of raises online jobs like that. Normally you don't have that. You might tell me I'm wrong though. Uh, but what about the overall pay? Like over the years you've been doing, it? I'm not sure how long you've been doing it so far. But have you, is there any trends that way? Mm. Things going down in terms of pay or staying the same? What's it, what's it like? Mm. Well, so it's, yeah, it's quite ever changing. Um, at, at the end of each, you get like a sort of six month or year contract, and at the end of each contract, you can negotiate a pay rise. Um, and this is normally about like a dollar or a pound on top of your hourly rate. Okay. If you know, babe, you, you know, good at negotiating, you could probably get more. Um, but that's the thing. That's, that's why 
that's why DigiNode is so important because it's ever changing and they're constantly introducing new pay structures and things. Uh, like one of the latest ones is like you get 30% of your hourly rate if you do this, do this, do this, and all these like bonus schemes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as it goes along, um, there's, there's loads of different ways. There's also um, you don't just have to work for one company. You can supplement your income uh, with uh, teaching adults over the phone. It doesn't just have to be on your laptop. Okay. You can literally at any time make yourself available. It's on something called Palfish. You can make yourself available um, and then someone will book you and you just talk to like a a Chinese adult or someone across the world and just talk to them in English to practice their English and you earn by the minute and stuff. So yeah, there's, so there's ways for you, but I think because it's a growing industry and you're officially a freelancer, you're not, you're not an employee of the company. You're always a contractor. Mm -hmm. So it takes a bit of like hustle yourself uh, and like finding ways to make it a more substantial income. Okay. But uh, rather than it be an alternative for actual like uh, school teachers, like, you know, proper curriculum teachers, it might be an alternative for people teaching abroad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if teaching English in schools abroad. Okay. But I wouldn't say to like a sort of university English lecturer, or you know, college lecturer, like, hey, quit this and do this, because it might it might not pay off your mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you, there you go, guys. Good <laughs> stuff here from Jason from Digino.org. Is there anywhere else people can find you besides the awesome Digino.org, or is that where you want to send people today to go check out the stuff you do? Uh, I don't really want to confuse people. If you go to Digino.org, you'll find the YouTube channel on there and everything, and the Facebook group. Uh, so yeah. Send them to one place and they won't get lost. Smart man that knows the online <laughs> the online world for sure when you have that answer. But Jason, you were awesome today. I think it's cool. I think it's two things to take from this for me is, yeah, if you want, especially for the jet people out there or anyone wanting to work in Japan, if you have some time to wait until your departure or your results or whatever, do this because it'll get you in the kind of thinking experience, give you a little thinking experience with this huge so you don't go to Japan and just be wide-eyed like, what the hell am I doing here in my first class, you know? You have some kind of experience. It's really mm-hmm. huge. And if you want some extra money sometime, hey, do that too. If you want to put a little more work into it, you can make it a more of an income and go travel and whatever you want to do. That's cool. Um, another thing I, I think it's worth noting is making a website online is something that everyone can do themselves. It's not easy, um, but I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, 100 people try to make money online and one or two of them can do it. Uh, so Jason here found a good niche, but that doesn't mean you can't either, right? There's other ones out there. Maybe it's not going to be teaching online, probably, but there's other things out there to do, to find. So um, that's what I want to thank from these two, is the two kind of bits of knowledge you share, Jason. But uh, any final thoughts from you to, to close this thing out? Uh, well, no, I just, I really appreciate uh, what, what you've done, dude, because uh, your, your podcast really, yeah, really helped me out so much. So I'm so grateful for that. Awesome. Um, and I'm grateful for the, the, for the JET program itself, for giving people something to hope for. Uh, yeah, if they can't find a job. <laughs> for sure, for sure. There you go, Jason. Keep it rock and roll. <laughs> I would do what you do at digino.org. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk to you down the road for your next uh, venture, whatever that happens to be, for sure. Yeah, dude, I'll be back. No worries. Cool. I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast. Dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you. Check out altinsider.com. And for regular up-to-the-minute job postings, check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig. 
Please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of Japan and good luck. Gambate! Jokes in Japan.com